good, buddy. There's pollen everywhere and I can't breathe ever. How's it going? How's it going for you? Um, the, I'm Logan. Here today again with me is Ozzy. And uh, we're here to talk about anime. Not pollen. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, anime. Uh, but, yeah, pollen is in the area. It's springtime here in, in, in America. And, um... And where we're at, it's getting to be warm again, and it's gorgeous out. And but also, you go outside, and it's just yellow everywhere. It's like the yellow brick road, but every I can't every surface is yeah. It's, it's what you normally would wear the face mask for. It's crazy, but you know, not for COVID, but for all the pollen everywhere. Um, but no, it's crazy. I can't keep my car clean. It sucks. Oh well, we always have something to complain about. But what can you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't see my big. Uh, waifu picture that I painted on the front end of my car. It's really, it's really hard. It's all yellow all the time. It's no good for me. You know, I see those every now and then in like just like random parking lots. For some reason, there's a guy at the bowling alley that I go to that I frequent that always has one. Which I'm not surprised. It's it's bowling. I mean, how? Yeah. Um, and he's got like these like little chibi figures of I think one's like um, uh, what's his name um, Ichigo and other random characters. So. It's kind of funny uh, seeing stuff like that around the area. It just seems like everywhere I go, anime is just around. I know. That, well, and that kind of leads us into our next culture uh, discussion. I mean, anime culture in America. does Is it a thing? Does it do things? Let's find out. What does it know? Does it know things? Let's find out. Um, I, think, I think it's just kind of fascinating to me seeing how anime has grown... From where we started when we were kids to where we are now, where it's been, you know, there used to be a period where anime was so rare and so unique that, like, it basically, you could not find it unless you were searching for, like, videotapes at, uh, that, you know, your cousin or that, you know, your whoever you knew had hidden away. I mean, like, they didn't even have this stuff at Blockbuster in some point. Yeah, locations. that's so true. Because I definitely got like all my anime, like, uh, like whatever wasn't here available during like the broadcasting in U in the U.S. I got it from cousins in like Mexico who would, I guess, illegally put them on DVDs, and since they were released earlier there, and then I would watch them here. So, right, and that has definitely changed. I think anime has become much more accessible, despite. I think some people still find it weird and unusual. I, I get that. But for the most part, anime has grown to be something that um, nerd, that has been embraced kind of alongside the nerd culture embrace. And I mean, part of that is just movies and media. And I, I hate to say it, but probably Disney making Marvel more popular definitely helped with all of this stuff kind of spreading out. Yeah. But yeah, I think... Um, it's become a really big deal out in the world right now. So we wanted to kind of get into uh, some of the more highlighted things of anime culture that we've noticed recently growing in America and what it's like to see those different cultures embraced at conventions and by local populaces. So, yeah, I think like the biggest thing you see is that due to like the acceptance of like nerdy slash geeky things, kind of like you said, like pop culture things. Like, I feel like everyone else is just coming out the woodwork and it's like, hey, maybe they'll accept me for this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we should accept you. It's all cool stuff. It's just because most, I think back in the day, 
<clears throat> it wasn't, I guess it wasn't as embraced as quickly and it wasn't, um, I guess because of that, it wasn't easily put out for people to absorb it. But as soon as you started getting all these media services that have put it out and it's readily accessible, like you people realize, hey, this stuff's good and more and more people keep enjoying it. And it's not like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this because this is for kids. No, this is for everyone of all ages. And like you said, I mean, now you see it all across the world, all across America. And I think we wanted to focus a little bit on certain, like, I guess maybe just the, the, what's it called? Us people who are into anime and manga, weebs, otakus, whatever you want to call them. People like that who get together and enjoy that stuff. And the one thing we uh, were thinking about talking about today was conventions, like you said. Um, conventions were something that I don't think I would have ever thought about going to 10, 15 years ago when I was getting into anime. But now it's like, I'm excited to go to anyone and any time I can. And it's just kind of crazy how I, I thought, like the first time I went to a convention, it's like, oh, what am I going to see? Like, am I going to see like a few people? Like, no, this is just like an insane amount of people. Right. And I mean, we've had a ram, I've had a rambling intro because I've, I was, didn't really know where to start, but I think this is kind of where this whole episode came from, was more so that Animazement is finally back. It looks like it's going to be a thing. We haven't seen that for two years because of COVID, and we're both really excited to kind of see, you know, people back and celebrating anime as a thing. I mean, it's it's hard to express, um, coming from where you are, that uh, as a kid, it was very, you know anime was a very private thing. People didn't know about it. People didn't show it off. I mean, in a lot of ways it was frowned upon. And now that things have become kind of more widely accepted, I like the way you put it where it's like, uh, where you're talking about the kids at high school where it's like, or I don't know, whatever school would be, you'd be like, yeah, I like this thing and I, I shouldn't be insulted for it. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't be insulted for it. You should be embraced for it. But that wasn't the logic back in the, I mean, I, I think it's still a thing at certain schools, but in the 90s and the 80s, I think people were a lot more harsh about you have to kind of fit into some kind of system. Now, well, nowadays, there's clicks for everybody. It plus, like. it's, just, it's just like I said, like, if you don't see other people embracing it or talking about it, it's kind of hard for you to say, like, oh, I don't want to be that one guy. Like, I don't want to be labeled as the anime guy, Right. Um, so the like, fedora wearing guy who plucks a cello. I mean, for worst case, like... yeah, I guess you can stereotype <laughs> stereotype him that way. But like, when you think about it, like as soon as you find out that someone else is into something, like oh that guy's into uh, I don't know, like mechas, or that guy's into uh, you know like uh, BDMs, that guy's into like you start like <laughs> gravitating. BDS. What BDSM? What BTS? Oh BTS. Yeah. I saw. I heard BDS. MS. And I'm oh, like, no. What? I, I said BTS. That's where. Okay, fine. Anyway. But yeah, you start seeing like commonalities have, against people. I'd have to rewind that back. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but you see commonalities between people and you're like, hey, I don't want to kink shame. So it's just like, I can finally like be myself. And I think that's what makes conventions so cool. Like you get to see everyone just be themselves because this is kind of like a safe space for people. Majority of the time it's a safe space for people who are really into anime, manga, Japanese culture, what have it. And um, yeah, those are, I guess, something we're excited for. Like you said, Animazement is the local one here that I think it's probably the biggest and most successful anime convention here. 
And um, I've been going to that for almost, well, take COVID out of it for the last two years, I guess. But before that, I was going for three, four years straight, I think. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just something that I'm excited to see again, to be a part of, especially now that I have like, now that we've been doing this podcast, there's so many more like things I can like either buy or share with people or know or little, little things that I can now take part of. Cause it's just like, ah, oh, before it was like, I know a handset hand handful of things, but now it's like, Oh, I've heard of that or I've read that or I've seen that. And um, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Cause like I was looking up a couple of things about conventions in the U S and um, I was using like a, it's called like animecons.com. It's just like a congregate of like, of all like, the animes in the United States, whether they're big or small, all the way across the board. The conventions. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry, anime conventions. I didn't finish that. Um, and I was surprised to see there's about uh, at least 300 to 350 anime conventions slash manga conventions um, a year in the United States. And that's just growing. I feel like every week uh, there's probably ones being added. So at this rate, you have a convention every day almost yeah. on average so that's kind of crazy to see how much that's grown and how much that's being accepted because people are there's interest in that and people are like oh let's put on a convention for these people that have an interest it's not just like a, oh let's get together and hang out with friends it's like let's get vendors together let's get famous people to come in they'll bring in voice actors they'll bring in like uh directors they'll bring in writers and stuff like that and if you've never been to an anime convention it is like a, like a mini amusement park I, I will say, like, we'll get more into the specific details about conventions in a bit, but I do want to... <laughs> I loved conventions as a kid. I don't think there's anything that's quite as magical as that, because you kind of feel like... It's one thing to see everything on a screen and be like, oh yeah, it's anime and it's crazy. To see these people who are actually doing this art and, like, dressing up as these characters and see everybody, like, smiling and doing silly stuff with each other, it's like... It is a lot like, you know, a, a weird Disneyland of its own to kind of be, have all these people that care about the same top, the same style and art and art form. And, you know, it seems kind of silly because it's just something on paper, but it really, it br yeah. brings so much joy to these And it people. brings it to life. Like you're saying, yeah. it's like, you're so used to seeing it in a 2D kind of world or, I mean, it could be still 3D, but on a screen or on TV and you don't really get to see that come to life, but... I mean, that's part of the glamour and like the fun of conventions is all that stuff comes to life. Like all these people bring their passion for, you know, anime, manga, characters, whatever. And they, you know, they kind of show that off. Like that's, half of it is not even like, I feel like half of it is just people being there to show off and to just show their passion for whatever they love. Well, it's, it's something that I think about often as uh, I think, and I think you see it on, well, let's get back into the culture itself. I think culture has expanded recently, and I think part of that is because of the internet. And one of the things that I think that conventions used to bring out that you couldn't find anywhere else is just the raw enthusiasm. There's something about listening to people who are just really into something that they enjoy, kind of just gush right. gush about like geeking out. I baby. fucking love this thing, right? Yeah, and like, you're and it's so weird to think about. You know, I don't know what it is, but. Something about that draws people in. So now you've got people on YouTube and 
podcasts like us talking about that stuff and it does people just listen to it and they're like wow i want to be involved in yeah that. like regardless of like what platform it is whether you're actually physically there watching someone whether it's youtube whether it's you know spotify like hearing things that you share in common and like geeking out over them as a geek slash nerd whatever like it's one of the most fun things to do whether that's anime for me sometimes it's music like i love watching like reaction videos sometimes to just yeah. see people like light up or see people react to like big fights or big reveals or um just random things yeah. in the culture and it's uh it's fun because you like i said you get to see that on, on full display during these conventions sometimes so. no nah, and it definitely it definitely carries a vibe but i mean nowadays we've actually gotten kind of luckier for kids who are more familiar with it or i guess older people even where you've got you've got like stores that sell this stuff you've got active memorabilia everybody is able to make memorabilia um you know and it uh, anime gets referenced in songs and different kind of activities all the time i mean people know you walk up to a random person on the street they'll probably know what a kamehameha is Probably, yeah, I mean you're right. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll probably recognize like Naruto running or something. Yeah, like that. and we could literally talk for hours about how how anime and manga and Japanese culture has blown up. I think we did an episode about it, kind of going a little bit more into detail. But yeah, it's just it's become much more embraced. You see it everywhere. Like all my like literally every coworker that I've talked to, like within the last couple of months, like has knows about certain anime things or has watched anime slash read manga and it just i i i used to be surprised when people talked about it and now it's almost expected yeah i think some people have some kind of familiarity yeah that's it. just it's yeah not it's, that... it's, and it's so diverse and that's what things people forget about people think like oh it's just like cartoons you you like the silly ones but like no it's so diverse that people like yeah you watch dragon ball z or naruto that's anime like or you can be a full, you know, full-blown weeb otaku and watch, like, every single thing all the way down to, you know, um, dragon-made bullshit. And yeah, thanks for that. I, I like you, too. You're a, you're a good friend, Ozzy. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I think if you get into, like, you know, when you get into the people that just read every manga under the sun, and you're like, oh, yeah, Iris Zero, that's great. And you're like, what the fuck is that? But yeah, I well, think... I mean, even there, like the, the, the whole point is to like, with conventions, it's like the whole point is to experience all that because like it could open you up to other things like those these conversations that we have with other friends who watch more or read more only leads me to learn more. And I could sit there and scoff at some of your selections, which I do. But sometimes it's like, oh, shit, that's cool to read. Like, I'm excited for some like I wouldn't have heard about Comey or even thought about Comey if you didn't say things. And I mean, that's what conventions are about. Sometimes it's about spreading that knowledge and yeah. kind of sharing knowledge. I'm actually, I'm actually, I saw your notes on criminal, so I get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying that you suggest it. Sometimes I'm not saying that you like it, and if you do, whatever. But it's just like <laughs> you know, we all have different tastes, and I think that's that's the beautiful thing about a hobby, a beautiful thing about a any kind of like yeah like uh, what's it called interest that people can have and that's why there are conventions across you know superheroes you know tv even tv shows like 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 star trek and game of thrones like you'll have conventions like that and anime is no exception because it's even more diverse than most of those things right well i guess with that said uh do we want to go ahead and just get straight into 
Uh, the conventions, conventions themselves. Conventions themselves, yeah. Uh, so. so I guess the first thing I'd like to start off with, because obviously I'm also a sports fan, and that's something that I kind of enjoy doing as well. Part of what I love about conventions is that anime as an art form, you don't do it with a bunch of people. Like, you don't get up and watch. Like, you're not going to, you generally speaking, I don't think you're going to be, have three people watching on your computer at the same time while you're watching. No, you're not doing anime. a screening of anime. Yeah, right? so. Even, it's not like, well, up until, you know, like we said recently, like even in like big theaters, you don't see huge releases of animes. But I mean, it's, it's true for shows as well. You're not generally yeah. going to sit down with like a bunch of people. You're not going to sit down in a room with 10 people and watch like uh, How I Met Your Mother or How I Met Your Father, I guess is the new version. But yeah, you know, it's it's just, yeah, I know I don't, don't ask it. Anyway, but I guess my point is like, it's a different, one of the things that these conventions do that obviously is... Uh, I guess the first one of the big draws is that they do anime showings of just different anime that have come out that year, yeah. and to have everybody sit in the room and kind of react together to all these crazy things happening on screen and showing you that yeah, yeah, I'm not the only person that feels these emotions during that exact time. Because I'm not gonna lie, like a lot of times when I'm watching anime by myself, I will just like scream out or do stuff and, uh, oh absolutely I yeah mean, I, i've done that many times where it's just like uh either my wife just my wife's in the other room and i'm just going off and it's just she's like what happened i'm like nothing like i can't i can't tell her because she doesn't appreciate yeah anime and um he shot he shot it's, the it's, giant orb right, of death. It's like so yeah. much more entertaining when you have people you can relate to and uh i've been part of you know things like that where they show screenings or even when they do like original content and people show off like am amvs is that what it's called that yeah called? am the music like, videos yeah i yeah. remember going to one convention and like at the, at the end of one day they had like an amv contest so they just showed a bunch of amvs and like that was such an entertaining thing to do because like i was watching things that i didn't know about as much and i could you know because this original content's because they 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 uh like it is original to the anime, but you know they might mix it with other scenes, or they may mix it with certain music, and it can be funny, it can be entertaining, it can be sad, it can be you know uplifting, things of that nature. And you know, watching through a bunch of different AMVs, it was hilarious. It was a great time. So, um, and like doing that by yourself, it, it doesn't feel as good. It's just like you kind of chuckle or you you feel it, but like it's just like sporting events. Like you said, like you go to a sporting event, and half of the fun is the arena feel the the like uh, when your team makes a big play right, everybody you, is losing their minds yeah, yeah like, stuff like that so yeah it's kind of the same thing when you're watching an anime character that you're invested in and he pulls off the sharingan or whatever uh i'm trying to think of a more recent example yeah in jujitsu kaisen where like <laughs> the guy the demon rips out uh the main character's heart and you're like what the fuck yeah it's just like that shit, that shit is just insane, you know, uh, to get involved with. But no, I, th I, I think that's one of the first kind of draws that you got to highlight about a convention is just that it kind of gets everybody in the mindset to enjoy anime together, which is not something that you would normally get. Whereas, I don't know, with other things that you're interested in, you know, sports or, at, yeah, I don't know what else. It's, you would do it as a group, I guess, if that makes any sense. But anyway, so... Yeah, that, that's that's one big thing um, that I mean that's the biggest thing I think that makes it uh, 
so awesome to be at. Um, but another thing that I like about conventions is um, I was going to move on to like the unique events that you see. Because like it's not just about like seeing anime or talking about anime. Like they go into the what ifs. They go into the whys of anime and conventions by having panels. Like there's a tons of different panels at conventions. And I remember going to my first one. I just the ones I stuck around to were just kind of like, oh, the history of this or why is this like this? But then you realize that there's all kinds of panels, like from yeah. every like part of the spectrum from something as boring like the history of feudal Japan to waifu wars. Like you get them all in between and it's like you can just go and watch it. Like you don't have to be a huge fan of something just to go see it. Like I I am not a huge waifu guy. Like mm-hmm. I can sit here and talk about like, oh yeah, I love female characters, but I'm not really big on fighting about who my favorite waifu is but me and kevin actually went to a waifu wars panel where people are passionate about their waifus and that was some wild shit dog like that was the craziest thing i've ever seen and it's not even that crazy there's there's like even crazier things than than that but it's just like it it, i was you know i'm not i'm not really into that i was kind of like i was like oh we left halfway through because it's like yeah this is a little too cringe for me But I do appreciate people's passion to know, like, every little detail about a character to be so, like, I guess, fired up about defending said character. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of wild. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been to a lot of anime conventions. I've been going since I was a kid. And anime panels are just all over the place. Personally, I mean, as a guy who's into the writing and into the storytelling, obviously a lot of mine stories are more my, a lot of panels i go to are more about like how is this character written or uh-huh. what are the motivations for this character or how do you develop a character like this but uh you know there are panels about traveling to japan there's panels yeah. about there's panels about you know what the music is like in anime where this music develops from and you know what the inspirations for and what other music you can search for to be like that there's uh, panels about hentai. There's panels about, you know, <laughs> there's panels about uh, where to get the best candy, where to get these products that are sold in anime. There's panels about, like, anything. Uh, yeah, clothing, cosplay. There's art. Oh, oh, like, gosh, it's all over the place. I think what I respect the most about it is that the more you look at it, the more you realize that there's just so much involved in anime. Like, that you just don't even think about on a daily basis. Like it's hard for us to discuss on a podcast topic, which is our, which is why we like to highlight the storytelling. But some of the art panels, like the more you look into it, the more I'm like, I never thought about like how these angles could change how you perceive a character, you know, emotionally just by looking at them. And I'm like, that's something that's fascinating to me. I don't know. It's not fascinating to everybody, but that's well, what that's it's the for. thing. Like they let any, I mean, quote unquote, they let anyone do these panels. I mean. Um, sometimes they'll just let people who are always, they're volunteering, right? They'll volunteer and be like, Hey, I have this panel and you know, they might do three or four different ones, or they might be a small group in the area that kind of focuses on anime slash manga. So really it's just about people who are passionate about it. Like it doesn't have to be like some scientist or the author himself to talk about a character. It's just some dude who's probably watched an anime season back to back to back for many many years and just knows every little thing about a character i wants to talk about that i don't know i wouldn't know what that's like at all damn 
Um, so if you could have one panel about one character, who would your who would your choice be? My panel, I would probably try to do Full Metal Alchemist because oh, I just feel like I'm the most involved with that one, and I, I do you. feel like that's probably the best overall anime I've ever seen. So that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you have a panel that you would use your expertise on? Naruto. Let's see. No, not Naruto. I'd probably go with Gurren Lagann. Oh, really? Yeah. No, that's that's probably my favorite of all time still, and I could talk for a long time and gush gush about it so yeah that would be my i mean i don't know what i would cover because there's a lot of different things i could cover and um i think my like something quick and this is all kind of off topic but i could cover is just like i guess like uh what's it called uh simon his like a crybaby syndrome that he had to start mm-hmm. with and how you see a lot of that in in uh in like anime slash story slash manga like you see a lot of that like the growth and the best part about it is you end up growing out of it like i mean if you're like that the entire time that can be a little you know uh, off-putting to people but yeah. there is a time and a place because not every mc is going to go to bat and you know hit it out of the park every time right sometimes yeah. you have to fail and um i've always liked that well i think <laughs> We, we shouldn't get into this. We should have a special episode that's just talking about Gurren Lagann. But yeah, I mean, that's something you could have a whole discussion about is that in that show, or I guess in Trigger in general, they do a very good job of starting their characters from one place and then making sure there's actual character development and sending right. them to a different place. And you don't see that in every series. So right. yeah, it's so, it's but yeah, like, fun. Yeah. Well, that, that we just talked about for a minute or two, people can talk about for 30 minutes. Like, and that, that's yeah. the thing. Like, it could be anything from that to left field. And um, that's, I love doing that. Like, I literally, like, map out my favorite, like, the things I want to go, like, look at every day. I'm like, okay, I got to look at this, got to look at this. And then sometimes, if there's things that, like, coincide, like, I'll be like, well, I'll watch this for 30 minutes and then leave early and go to this. So, it's, um... It's yeah. crazy. It's just it's just so much fun to just go to different panels and get to like listen to people geek out. And, yeah. yeah, I totally understand that. Um, it does bring up a good point. There's like certain things that you can't map out, and one of those things is the cosplay around the arena just tends to get. I don't know if this applies to every place because I've been to some conventions where only like one or two people show up in cosplay. But Animazement has, like, some of the best cosplayers I've seen. There's just, well, like, the amount of people who show up and cosplay to that thing. And honestly, that's... I mean, I've already said this three times, but I like conventions. And that may be my favorite thing to do, like, throughout the entire weekend or days that I go. Because it is constant. Like, people are coming in, doing cosplay left and right. And every person that comes in is, like, I guarantee you, like, 90% of people are in cosplay. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, like, you'll see multiples of, like, one character all the time. Like, me and Kevin always go and be like, hey, what's the over-under on, like, what's the most popular character this year? I mean, it'll probably be, like, Aaron Yeager. Like, yeah. how many think we'll see today? And we'll see, like, five, and we'll bet on it. So, honestly, those are some of my favorite pictures. They'll do the group pictures. The group they'll, pictures, and right? And they'll just have, like, 50 All Mites yeah. in the same picture. Exactly. But, like, <laughs> it's so cool to see people's, like, different, like, styles, different interpretations, different, like budgets because you know cosplay is such a crazy thing like um it's not just like putting on a costume like people put effort into this and we actually went to a cosplay panel um at one of the animations in the last couple years and it's crazy just how detailed they got into it it was like a so you want to get into cosplay and 
you know, they started talking about like all the like wigs and like different uh, suits that you can buy slash how you like can uh, change them slash modify them to make them look better or to make them look more like the actual, uh, you know, anime or manga. They do a really good job. Well, and I think the thing is kind of like, I don't know if you've seen this stupid show uh, on Netflix called Is It Cake? But I just got it recommended like yeah, yesterday. But yeah, just like that show where people have gotten better at like making these crazy cakes that look like things that are not cake. I mean, as time has gone on, I think people have just experimented with different ways to do cosplay and do interpretations. In fact, some of my cosplays aren't even necessarily the good ones. Some of them are just the ones where it's like, this guy didn't clearly didn't have a lot of money or materials, but he was able to do something creative, and you know who the character is. Yeah, yeah. So those are some of my favorite ones. I think uh, there was one guy, and I mean, you could argue if this was intentional or not, but clearly he had a mecha that was made out of used like Bud Light boxes. Hell yeah! And dude. he just surrounded himself with yeah. armor. And I was well, like, like, "Fuck yeah!" The, the, the funny like punish ones that are. Not exactly like high budget, but just kind of, you know, like you said, you know what they're going after, and it's funnier because they're like beating around the bush. Like this one was right on, he wasn't beating around the bush. A guy who dressed up as one of the Sailor Moon ladies, but he was also Freddie Mercury, so he was Sailor Mercury. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love I see that. him every year, and it's the best costume. Like, that's great. I mean, it, he, it's a full man with a wonderful mustache. Very good looking man in a nice Sailor Mercury outfit. A pink, I think it's pink. No, it's not pink. Is it pink? Purple. Purple? I think it's purple. Purple. I don't remember. Crap. I don't remember. Yeah, but it, every year I'm just like, hell yeah. And it's just, it's, it is cool. I, I like seeing people put that on display. Um, even, like I said, even like, even like we're saying, like the cheap ones and especially the, you know, the really, really nice ones because like you can tell when people put a lot of money into that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I just got a lot of respect for people. A, because you have to be very, you know, you have to be very confident in yourself to go out there dressing like that. No, oh, absolutely. Like, no offense. You know, I mean, it's not like I feel like it's just absolutely ridiculous, but to put something on like that and go out in public, you also, you have to be comfortable in your own skin to be like, yeah, this is what I'm into. Deal with it. You know? I mean, think about how... I've seen those cosplayers that dress up as like the God hating, you know, the God fearing Christians who are constantly protesting outside of the. Thing. I don't think like, cosplayers. How much? Dude. How much effort do you think it takes for them to be like, we're gonna make everyone hate us? Who, the better question is, who puts the most effort, them or the cosplayer? <laughs> I don't know. Hard to say. Because if you can tell me that you've been to an anime convention and have not seen somebody outside praising God and spreading fear being like you will all go to hell and it's like hail satan man good, good for you yeah but every time without fail there's always some dude out there just trying to help us all get <laughs> get to heaven he's like there ain't gonna be weebs in heaven you yeah. gotta give up all them big titty anime girls damn i, I don't know that i can't don't tell me how to live my life yeah, you gotta tell me how to live my life <laughs> um but yeah no i think on a serious note yeah i, I think Cosplayers, I get a lot of respect for, and I do want to do the obligatory. You know, I think it's really cool to go and see them. Please be respectful if you're like one of the people just listening to this and you're like, this is your first time thinking about going to a convention. Don't be that guy who's just walking around snapping pictures of everybody being for being a creep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ask, be, ask, ask to take a picture, be nice. And I mean, just you can get on. that in anything. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's part of the culture. Also, I think it's part of any culture, really. You're always going to have weird people and people who like to take advantage of things. But, um, yeah, we like to focus on the positive that people like to uh, show that stuff off. And, like, the biggest thing you said is that people are confident. And that's, that's what makes any kind of phenomenon grow. Like, people that are confident, that want to show that off, that want to show that to people and not be scared. And them saying, hey, this is me. I like this. It should be appreciated. Not like, oh, are people going to like it? No. And I think that's good. That's only good for anime and manga and that whole culture in general. Like, it only yeah. helps it grow. It only helps people realize, like, hey, these guys aren't going to go away. Not that we should and not that they think we would, but it's it's not a passing fad. Like, Well, and I mean, obviously there's different types of it. And I think, you know, I have different perspectives on certain aspects. Like, you also see the uh, quote-unquote personas every year of the people who dress up as their, like, furry personality. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you, man. I'm just... You do your own thing over there. Oh, yeah, that's completely fine. I never <laughs> yeah. really understood that as being an anime manga thing. I mean, maybe it, it originates from, like, Japanese culture. I just, I just know I see them every year. I saw They're them. always there. I'm like, this isn't the right place. Or It's not that it's the wrong place, but it's like, this isn't... an a furry convention because they have those they do yeah they do I they have conventions know. for everything but anyway yeah they've got the my little pony convention down yeah. the road I, I maybe that's what it is uh but, but yeah. yeah i think cosplay definitely is one of the clear biggest things that sets a convention apart from just a normal experience and i fucking love it uh, yeah no it's, it's, not, it's definitely my favorite like I'm, people watching thing like i love just sitting there like um if i'm waiting on a panel or if i just don't want to go to a panel i will sit there and just watch because these people are so interesting and um yeah i really also, enjoy it also side tangent wearing one of those shirts that has like all the girls giving the o face that is not cosplay i just want no to that's not that cosplay <laughs> but it's that. still cool <laughs> okay sure buddy do you want to lead us into the merch section then in that case where do we want to go to get one of those um yeah, you'd have to go to the merch section. But before we do that, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, or at least a, a recommendation. And this anime just finished. And we'll talk about it in our next episode. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, um, my Darling. What is it? My Dress Up Darling. My Dress Up Darling. Uh, and it's funny that we we're talking about conventions because kind of the series talks about cosplay. The whole, the whole thing is about this girl who likes cosplay and she meets a guy who helps her do her cosplays. And I think they did a good job in the anime showing how, like, passionate people get about it. And I geeked out with them just seeing how they, you know, got to show off their cosplays and got to show off to other people. And, yeah, I think that's uh, a recommendation to kind of get a visual of what, I guess, people like to do when it comes to cosplay. Nah, I mean, I really like that anime and I think it's probably one of the highlights of the season. It's definitely also got some of the... Uh... It's definitely got some of those etchy vibes going on, but you know what can you do? I but think. people, it's it's pe anime. <laughs> people want that stuff. People are horny. Uh, it's called fan service. It's exactly. it's there for a reason. But, but anyway, anyway, let's move it. Moving on to the merch, like you said. Uh, yeah, yes. I see your I see your booby mouse pad over there. Yes. Yeah. I thought about it, but I ended up getting the Bakugo butt. Uh, butt pad, <laughs> butt pad instead. Pad. I thought you were gonna say body pillow for a second. No, I have a Lelouch body pillow. There, that's the smart move. But actually. merch, yes, merch. Uh, it's another thing that like blew my mind when I got to uh, a con. Like 
I went there, I saw all the panels, I saw all the people. I was like, cool, this is awesome. Like there's so much stuff. Like the convention in Raleigh is so big and you can walk around. But then you get into a completely other area that's just about even even bigger. It's huge and it's just full of vendors. And um, in there they sell everything you can think of from like just like Japanese apparel, like little figures. Uh, they share they they sell Japanese food. They'll sell um, you know any kind of memorabilia for any anime you can think of, whether that be body pillows, yeah. whether that be mouse pads with big titties on it. Um, like I said, figurines, handmade, chains, handmade creations, handmade love- creations. Yeah, I love like the local stuff. Like, hey, people will show up and like, hey, I made this like a knit knit like what is it called like a. Crochet. crochet, yeah, crochet oh, of like EVs and stuff like that. When you said that, I was actually thinking of uh, there's this girl who does like chainmail pouches. Yeah, I've seen that, that too. That's cool. And uh, there's one in particular. I don't know why I would get this, but there's a guy who makes like miniature like weapons of all the like guns and stuff that are used in some of these fantasy anime. And I'm like, well, that's really cool. I don't know what I would use this for, <laughs> but that's cool. I What's guess. the thing, like? We may not be into that, but I promise you, there's somebody who's like, "Oh shit, I gotta have that." They'll come back next year. It's like I gotta get more of those. And yeah, that's that's great because that only supports local businesses. A and B, it only supports people who like anime manga, and it'll, like I said, make it bigger, yeah. make it grow. And it's crazy. Like every year, I do end up going to the vendors because I love seeing art. I love seeing like figures. I love seeing people be passionate about it too. Because like. I, like what was it like maybe four years ago I met a dude who who, who was in line with me and Kevin and we just started shooting the shit he's a weird dude but you know he's he's a, he's a weeb for sure and um, he starts talking about like oh yeah I just quit my job because I, I wanted to be here all weekend and my job was like hey, I gotta work and I was like oh well that's kind of weird you probably shouldn't have quit your job he's like ah, it's okay I saved up money man I just dropped like $400 on this Gundam figure I'm like oh <laughs> Oh, dude, no. oh my god! But yeah, and then like later, he I see him back at the store, and he's like looking up other stuff at the vendors, and he's like in line, and he's like talking, and he's like really excited about getting stuff, and that stuff's awesome to see. I mean, I would not myself purchase four hundred dollars worth of anything in there, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely dropped some change. The problem is, I I tend to do this thing, like talking about game plan for the merch section because. There's obviously a lot to spend money on. I love the artwork. I love the like wall stuff, all that. My problem is I tend to buy a bunch of small stuff. So even though I'm like, I feel you. even though I'm like I'm not gonna spend like two hundred dollars on something, I'll I'll still end up spending two hundred dollars. It'll just, be like ten different. It's a things. bunch of little yeah. things, and I'm just like Damn. I feel you. Well, I always go with like yeah. the idea of buying one thing. Like it'll be like a figurine because I'm really big into like two and a half, three inch figurines that I can put on my desk. Um, and I'm always like, hey, if I can find what a character I'm looking for, I'll get it. Sometimes it's hard to find uh, than others, but if not, I usually will find something that I can use around the house. Like last year, I bought a glass with an engraving on it. Some a guy goes there every year and he has like engravings on glasses, mm-hmm. and I'll usually buy something like that. I think I bought a Full Metal Alchemist one like a couple years ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I have my mapped out plan for vendors and. It's 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 cool to see. I mean, it's one thing for people to do their own thing, but when people are like making a business out of it, when people are like making money off of it, that's only good. That's only anything but good. No, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like you said, I I also just like supporting people, and it feels good. That's like 
I don't know. I'm also kind of into art festivals and it just is like to see people go out of their way to create something cool that you enjoy just feels good. Just feels yeah. good. Um, yeah. That's all, overall those are like the biggest things that I, I get to see um, in, in cons. Like it's just getting to see all those people I, share their passions. I mean, there are certainly other things. There are game rooms that have specifically yeah, unique rooms. Japanese games. There's a uh, competitions where people do the like weird yeah where like the ddr or the cosplay chess fight yeah they always have like like ways to show off people and to like i guess give like uh celebrate these people by doing like these events right either it's you know competitions or like amv competitions things like that and i think that's always good just to have those events to um, like I said, celebrate them and make them feel appreciated for what they're doing. And also niche stuff too. I mean, like, obviously I, Ozzy's probably sick of me talking about DBZ abridged, honestly, but yeah, you know, some of these conventions, like those guys would not get time anywhere else because they, even though they're voice actors, they're not like super big voice yeah, actors, they're not hugely famous. but I mean, at conventions, they fill up a whole room because, you know, people are really interested in yeah. all their work. That's another thing we missed is just how how conventions like this, and this is generally any convention really, how they make the community really feel like it's small, even though it's so massive, by them bringing in like voice actors, them bringing in like authors and writers, and having them sit at the panels, having them like announce news and stuff like that. Like I remember the uh, me and Kevin went to one. It was a uh, My Hero one. I think it was like season three had just finished, and I think the second movie wasn't announced yet. But like I think it was the author was there or one of the one of the major like guys in charge with it. He's like he they went there and they showed us a trailer for the new movie that hadn't come out yet. Like it probably came out that day or something like that, but we hadn't seen anything. And it was just it really felt like a small community when I know that my hero was like the biggest anime during yeah. that time. So those things like that, I mean, this is not anime, but you know, me and Kevin got to got to listen and talk to uh what's his name? The guy who writes uh Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, uh, gosh, what is his name? I'm blanking on is it. Is it Matt? Right Tom? Matt? No, I I'm blanking on it. It might be Matt. Some. It's not Matt Groining. That's the Simpsons guy. But I'm I'm blanking on it right now. Ah, gosh. But yeah, like he was just he he had a panel. He talked about Rick and Morty. They uh, we even got to hear him talk as Rick and Morty, and that was super surreal. Like you you Justin Roiland. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's nuts. It, it it really makes you feel like like you're part of that, like your own special thing. But you know that it's a it's bigger than that. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think for the most part, everyone there is supportive and upbeat. I don't, I I have never met a mean person at an anime convention, honestly. So it's really kind it's of probably me. I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know. I will say, as the ages have gone up, I'm sure there's more like people that are getting obnoxiously drunk that I just don't see on a regular basis. But when I went, when I went as a kid, and as I've gone up, I still haven't seen anybody who's just like in your face angry uh, all the time. So yeah. I, I, I really enjoy it, and I think it's something that, as we're kind of coming off of COVID, if you have a local convention that you want to support. Definitely get out there and try it because I think there's um, – it might be intimidating. It might be kind of scary just like anything to be like, well, I kind of like just watching anime on my own. But I go. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I and think. the thing is you can do – you can go on your own. Like you don't have to 
sit there and geek out with people. You can sit in the back, you can watch, and you can chuckle to yourself like you would at home. But it's nice knowing that you're in a safe zone, you're somewhere where other people can relate, and that might help you branch out to other animes, to other mangas, to other aspects, and it may help you gain some friends. Like, you know, I've, I've, I can't say I've made some, like, huge friends, but every time I go back, I know certain people that I see every year, and uh, I'm excited to go back. Like, like you said, hopefully, fingers crossed, with COVID kind of being more lax and we being more lax, everything kind of continues in a positive direction and we can get back to that stuff because I think we all long for those moments and uh, I sure do. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for our segment today. It's kind of an easy topic, but yeah. something that's close to our hearts. Something we were excited about and something to uh, hold us over because uh, we have kind of been off the anime train for the first quarter of the year. Um, we've watched a couple things. I know I have, and I think we've, we've talked, but the, uh, the seasons have been kind of weird and, uh, maybe we've just had life kind of get in the way, but I think, I think we do have some wrap ups to do for the winter slash spring season, I guess. Yeah. I mean, technically we didn't do our previews. Spring for the... is done in March, right? Yeah. In so, April. April. Yeah. Starts... It's been, it's been the spring season. I mean, uh, was what is what's closing off right now. And frankly, uh, the reason we haven't covered that one as well, and we've talked about it before, there just isn't as much that interests us right now. And we've also been kind of busy with work changeovers, life changeovers, other kind of stuff. Yeah. So we just haven't been in, paid as much attention to that. But we'll try to do a quick recap, and we probably need to go into our summer like look forward as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a bigger episode next time to do kind of a finishing a few winter and spring and then moving into summer because we do want to get back on track with summer. So um, that'll probably be our next episode. There's definitely a lot more interesting stuff coming out. In I believe so. So, so, but uh, for now to end up this episode, we didn't do it last time, but now we're talking about our uh, manga. Uh, Back to the manga. Manga recap. So this week uh, we read Criminal. Criminale. Criminal. Criminal. Yeah. It's Italian. It's Italian. Like I don't know if it's Italian. I don't know what he's going for. It's criminal with an e and then an exclamation. Criminal. Criminale. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, so what made you pick this? So, I was think it the giant dildo? It, it might have been the giant dildo. Um, no, I'll be honest. Uh, when I picked up this story uh, back in the day, I kind of liked it as like a cute little thing. And yeah, I know. Just give me a tick. Um, But it's a 26 chapter, so it's a quick read. And I think it's a relatively simple story at the end of the day where it's just like, uh, it's a comedy and easy to absorb easy. It's pretty straightforward. The premise is that basically this guy who just attracts crime, uh, for whatever reason, gets thrown into a high school class full of criminals, um, that are all, and they kind of become friends, quote unquote. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, I like that premise. It's kind of like a neat twist on the idea of like, heroes versus villains versus any of that stuff so i just like the way they did that and i do think i forgot <laughs> rereading it i forgot how quickly the first couple of chapters gets into the perverted stuff because it like goes i don't even think it makes you make it through the second chapter before the uh crazy girl shows up with the giant dildos but uh, yeah. um but yeah, I do think that as it goes on, it's got some interesting twists and turns. Um, 
But yeah, no. Ozzy, what were your thoughts on the criminale or whatever we're calling it? So the premise is pretty cool. I like, you know, random the randomness of it, like a guy who just attracts like criminals. Like that just sounds like a sitcom waiting to happen. And um it, it was funny because they introduced him and they're like, hey, this stuff happens, this stuff happens. He gets kidnapped, he gets, you know, uh he gets abducted he gets flashed by some stalker yeah like he that. gets flashed by a stalker or uh what's it called mugged and then they did show him getting like molested like and i was just like oh man so this isn't exactly a kid's thing um but then they slowly kind of introduced him to other people and then they sh- introduced him into the school sen- setting where apparently all of them are criminals like you said and i was like oh this this can make for a funny situation because obviously he's attracted to these people or they attract are attracted to him but he doesn't want that like who wants to have a life full of criminal involvement yeah um and it's kind of funny how he like adjusts himself to the criminals or like how he adapts because like in like the first chapter or second chapter he gets stabbed but he was saving a girl well he was being he was being i guess mugged a girl comes around the corner gets involved and he ends up saving her and yeah. he gets stabbed by the guy, but he's like completely fine because he's got like a vest on. He's like, oh, right. I'm just used to it. And yeah. It's like, it's kind of funny. Like, those so things the, and then that girl becomes a stalker. Right. So then you end up finding out that that girl is one of the criminals that's in school with him. Yeah. And she's a stalker. And a lot of her interactions are actually kind of funny because she like, it shows her obsessiveness, obsessive behavior. Yeah. Because she's like in love with the main character and. You can see it by her stalking, obviously, but also taking pictures and doing weird things and just kind of like, like weird comments that she says offhand. Like the like well, the, I, I remember th- one interaction. He said something to like, oh, he just like thanked her and said like, hey, I want to be your friend. And she responds. She says, I guess she said it under her breath, or maybe she said this in her head. She's like, oh, I want to smell your underwear. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I think I think my favorite part about her is that particular character is just that she has her own perspective where it's like, she just does these things, but then in her head, she's like, why am I such a terrible That's person? True. I, 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 I like, like that. Cause like, she's just like, I should stop this. And like, no, no, you're a freak. And like, there's like a, there's like a whole chapter where she tries to not do it. And it's funny. That one was funny. Like these are like, I could somewhat see this being a one season kind of thing where every episode is like three or four different small episodes. Yeah. And in this like one segment, she was, trying to not be a stalker she's like i'm not gonna stalk him i want to be his friend and she's like the whole day she's just like like just like on a like on a bender yeah, because yeah, she doesn't she's not acting the way she wants to yeah, it's she's like, like a drug addict without drugs. Yeah. and she's just like freaking out and then she finally ends up talking to the guy and he's like oh well it's okay i'm, I'm okay with you stalking me because it makes me feel like you know you want to be friends and i want to be friends with you too and she just like She's just like over the moon and goes back to stalking immediately and yeah. it's it's just it's just the funny. Well, and there's the assassin girl, which honestly I think some of the funniest jokes happen to her. Like there's the whole gag where he falls over. I he still falls, see, like, I still see this to this day, but yeah, he falls over and you're like he's like, Oh, what's this familiar feeling in my hand? And you're obviously your predisposition as you've read a bunch of manga that you're like, Oh, he's cupping a feel on her. But he like looks up, he's like, Oh, it's a head. And he pushed her head into the pushed ground. Pushed her head into the ground. Or like he'll like run away from something and running into a toilet and then realize it's her. Like all these like encounters. Her yes, her encounters are probably the best because yeah. she is the least weird and sexual. She's just like an assassin. Who so, also wants to be uh But she thinks because he is like well 
because he does have like he has like a stun gun he has like a vest like we said he has like handcuffs like she sees all this stuff and he she thinks that he's like another kind of trained like yeah like a fighter or something like that so she just thinks he's off there's something yeah, weird she's about like him off. but to be fair the principal thinks that too but yeah no and she also wants to be an idol i don't know if you made it that far yeah i read yeah i made it to the point where he just discovered that today or i read it today where he just discovered yeah. that she really likes that that idol music and she uh she wants to be an idol so but on the other side there are a lot of things like the big titted girl who likes to take her clothes off and shove a giant dildo up people's ass. she loves to rape people yes yeah, she, she is she's just a, like she she likes to perv on people for yeah you, know, you know what I'm, I'm okay with i guess how i'm not okay with the whole i'm okay with the over sexuality at points but this is this this is like rape rape like she like they specifically said like she loves to molest people like without their consent and i'm like ah that took it a little too far it's one thing if she's just like kinky it's another thing when it's illegal well i kind of wonder and i mean they do this also with the arson twins or whatever but i think they make a point of being like no these are not this is not cute what these people are doing is wrong and we're trying to rehabilitate them and part of me respects that, but another part of me is like, do you really have to go this far? Well they, well, they use it as a joke, too. Like, yeah. That one time he gets, like, the main character gets kidnapped, and they save him, and, of course, he gets molested. Or he was almost He's about to get He's about molested. to get molested. Yeah. And, like, the girl, the, the I guess the rapey girl, like, uses her dildo on the molester girl. Yeah, she rapes, the, like, she rapes the potential rapist yes. before who yeah. rapes the rapist yeah the rapist. yeah the rapist. But yeah did we have to go there so that that was probably my least favorite part is just how overly sexual it got and how inappropriate it was like i'm again i'm okay with sexual things but it's just like when you go to like non-consensual things i'm just like oh, i'm not feeling it. especially because these kids are in high school and it makes it, yeah i know like japan's cooler with that but i'm not yeah i will say there are definitely some awkward parts um and I, I totally understand being trepidatious about it. But I do think it's a pretty funny story and it's a pretty straightforward yeah, no, outside story. Outside of that, I enjoyed all the other characters. I enjoyed their interactions. And uh, I, I, like I said, it's one of those like, uh, you, you take it in like few uh, chapters at a time and it's like different scenarios and it's funny. And uh, I'm interested to see. I mean, if it's only 26 chapters, I'd probably finish it. I got through like 12, I think. Yeah. So... I mean, definitely, I would still say check it out if you see what you're interested in, if it's, uh, if it's good Criminale. for But yeah, next week, uh, if you want to read along, our next week's recommendation, or next recording's recommendation, we haven't really stuck to a week in a while. But yeah, next time's recommendation, we're doing King Golf. Uh, King Golf. The story, and I, I try to pick this one because there's also that golf female anime coming out where all the girls... I saw that, yeah. Um, but this one is about basically a delinquent who is kind of a, I don't, I don't know how to, they call him the predator because he likes to pray. He likes to win and he likes to prey on tough opponents. And through a series of strange circumstances, he ends up in the game of golf and he's trying to become the best, golfer. the best golfer, the king of golf, because oh. he feels like that's how he's going to make money and be successful so it's actually an interesting concept i I really like it but we'll uh come in next time and we'll see how you feel about it all right um that's gonna wrap us up for today thanks again for listening and uh
Hope you all have a good rest of your day. Definitely go check out your nearest anime convention. Uh, Do it. Yeah. Go geek out with the rest of us. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye, you guys. The fuck is my mouse?